What is up, everybody, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Matt, and uh, I have a confession to make. I am one of the fakest gamers on the block. You know, I was never really serious about gaming by any means. My childhood was largely spent sticking to Super Mario Galaxy, Pokemon, and a ton of shovelware games that I probably liked way too much. Might be a fun topic for another day. As I grew older, I was never all that keen on adding games to this repertoire. I've ignored the trendy titles from Call of Duty to Fortnite, the critical darlings from Red Dead Redemption to Breath of the Wild. Even Skyrim passed by me until recently. After a childhood association with the Pokemon and 3D Mario franchises, I can pretty much count on both hands the other games I've gotten super into over the years. Again, perhaps that's a discussion for another day. But a titan has stood among those franchises as well, and that titan is Minecraft. A game that I've been playing more or less since it first came out, from Pocket Edition on my ancient iPad in 2013, to Xbox with my friends and brothers in 2020. I mean, it's no surprise I enjoy Minecraft so much. It's the best video game of all time. Or the best-selling video game, at least. Everybody from the avid gamer to the people who just like building can enjoy themselves when they play. For a concept seemingly as simple as Lego Earth, the video game, every time I hop into a Minecraft world, new or old, I'm flirting with ideas of what this adventure will bring. My brothers and I always used to play in creative mode when we were younger, and we've recently gotten back into it. Creative mode is fun, especially if you want nothing more than to just build, build, build. However, survival mode is where we'll find ourselves today, and it's most commonly where people end up playing Minecraft, I think. I don't know the numbers, actually, but I'm pretty sure survival is more common. It was added first, at least. Point is, Minecraft is probably better known for its survival adventures, and for good reason. I always feel a greater sense of accomplishment after building a huge project in survival, because I know I had to clear the land block by block, collect every single resource, often scale death-defying heights to build... Well, video game death-defying heights. A process that, in its totality, can amount to several gaming sessions' work of work. You can get some pretty insane stuff done in creative mode as well, and it can also take a while, I don't doubt that. But you've got an infinite amount of every block at your disposal, and lightning-fast building and breaking abilities. It's impressive, but in many ways, survival builds are just more so. But survival isn't all about building and relishing in your creations. As too many gamers have discovered, Minecraft supplies... Plenty of monsters that will try to halt your progress. From the common zombie to the menacing enderman, each has its own unique way to try and make your life as difficult as possible. Today I wanted to take a look at what I find to be the most frustrating and annoying of these monsters, and find out just how they manage to make my time in the lovely world of Minecraft so, so painful. As always, this is all my opinion, so feel free to disagree with me. I'll be trying to explain my points of view with each selection. And I was also precise with my wording here. These are not the worst enemies, because in most cases I actually like their designs and the unique purpose the developers gave them in their world. So no, in my better judgment, I don't hate these monsters, but boy can they be frustrating to deal with. With that out of the way, we'll get started with some honorable mentions, which will mostly consist of newer monsters added to the game. It seems like just yesterday we got a ton of new Illager mobs. Illager being the name for the evil gray villagers. Cracking the honorable mentions for me are the Vindicator, Evoker, and the Ravager. The latter, which really isn't an Illager, but it's their beast, so I'll group them. The Vindicator's surprising speed and massively damaging Iron Axe. 
The Evoker's tricky and often unpredictable spells, and the Ravager's sheer force make each enemy incredibly unique and specialized, which in turn makes them very difficult foes to face. Luckily, all three are extremely uncommon, and for the most part, you can choose when you want to encounter them by choosing to instigate a raid battle or choosing to enter a woodland mansion. Ergo, if they kill you, that's kind of on you. Another honorable mention is the classic nether mob, the Blaze. For being an essential part of the game's main quest, pretty much the only reason you absolutely have to go to the nether at any point, as its loot is a necessity for getting to the end dimension and for brewing potions, they are incredibly difficult to kill. They almost always spawn in groups, which can be extremely overwhelming. They can fly, which they have a tendency to do to get distance on you, often forcing you to make risky climbs and towers to reach them, an incredibly dangerous move in an already incredibly dangerous nether. And they shoot bursts of fireballs at you, which can drain your health incredibly quickly when you realize you can't use water in the nether. But like the Vindicators, Evokers, and Ravagers, you pretty much have to go out of your way to encounter them most of the time, so it's on you to be properly prepared. Plus, later in the game, you can brew potions of fire resistance fairly easily if you want to be extra safe, which when renders their attacks useless against you for the most part. So, not really too bad. I thought about including the Shulker on this list, due to its incredibly annoying anti-gravity gimmick that can easily cause you to fall to your death, but believe it or not, I've never actually encountered a Shulker in-game. Call me a casual, but I've never explored the end cities before, and since this is my personal list... An enemy that I've heard is really annoying, but I've never experienced myself, doesn't seem like it belongs. The final honorable mention goes to the brand new mob, the Piglin. This monster has only been in the game since June, and its whole quirk is that it's kind of like the evil, gold-obsessed nether version of the villager, and that you can sort of trade with them, though they'll almost always rip you off by exchanging your valuable gold items for, say, a half a stack of gravel. However, another quirk of this mob is that they'll be openly hostile to you if you mine gold near them or if you don't wear gold armor. At the time of this recording, they've only been in the game for, you know, a little over a month, and yet I've already had multiple incidents where I've started mining gold in the nether without checking for piglins, not to mention all the times I've accidentally forgotten to replace my diamond helmet with a gold one. I did have one scary incident where I got lost in the nether and I watched the durability on my gold boots slowly diminish, realizing that all the piglins around me would inevitably turn on me. Losing an inventory spot for some inferior boots or helmet is annoying, but as long as you remember to do this decently easy thing, piglins shouldn't really be too much of a problem. So with those honorable mentions out of the way, let's get to the list proper. Number 10, the silverfish. I very rarely actually see a silverfish in a typical game of Minecraft. They've been in the game for as long as I can remember, but their spawn is limited to strongholds and occasional caves. And even then, you, sh you could go through a cave and never see a single silverfish, since they only emerge when you break infested stone blocks. Blocks you can fairly easily tell are infected once you start to mine them, because they take way longer to break than normal stone. A single silverfish on its own, too, is no contender for this list. But the filthy insect has strength in numbers, which it can and will use to overwhelm you. The last run I had with Silverfish, I was in a stronghold fighting one or two, and they kept emerging from every single block around me. And when you're fighting 20 enemies, each dealing a half a heart of damage, that really starts to stack up pretty quickly. I genuinely thought I'd be killed by one of the smallest monsters in the game. Fortunately, I ended up finding some non-infested stone, digging into it, and barricading myself in long enough that I could eat and regain my bearings. But not everybody's that lucky. Though Silverfish is relatively uncommon, and its small size, slow-ish movement, and low health keeps it down at number 10. 
But a swarm of silverfish is really nothing to scoff at, and there's nothing quite as frustrating as struggling to hit 20 creatures with tiny hitboxes as they slowly but surely eat away at your health. And due to the fact that they literally always spawn in swarms, this disgusting insect makes the list. Number 9, the Hoglin. Another brand new mob, the Hoglin was a part of a huge nether overhaul update that, for the most part, tried to make the nether a viable place to build a base. A viability that hadn't it hadn't had before. Developers added a craftable nether anchor to get around the fact that you can't sleep in the nether. They added striders to help you traverse the lava-filled hellscape. They added two new kinds of trees for wood and fuel, and for food, we got the hoglin. Unlike the classic overworld pig, the massive tankish hoglin won't take kindly to being made into a meal, and will fight back with its tusks in a manner similar to a real-life wild boar. And unlike the piglins, which can be coaxed into indifference when they see your gold armor, hoglins will always try to kill you, which can be incredibly frustrating when you see what you're up against. The hoglins are decently common in the nether. I don't think I've had a voyage into the nether since the update where I haven't seen at least six or seven. They can travel in groups of up to four, which makes the final fact even worse. They are heavy hitters. Even when I'm in full diamond armor, attacking bands of hoglins have absolutely wrecked me when I failed to keep them at bay. They're closer to ravagers than to pigs. I've enjoyed slaying them, of course, as not only do you get to feel like a big game hunter, but they yield a ton of pork chops. And with their common spawn in the nether, if you're up for a little fight, they can provide a fantastic, consistent source of food. But these beasts can easily overwhelm you if you're not prepared to deal with them, and multiple trips into the nether for supplies and exploration have been thwarted by these huge hogs. Number 8, the witch. I originally put the witch way further up on the list, but I found it, it found its way back to a comfortable number 8. What makes the witch so incredibly annoying is its very unique style of fighting you. It doesn't come at you with fists, bows, or swords. Rather, it throws potions at you. These potions can range from the slightly annoying potion of slowness to the decisively unfavorable potions of weakness or poison, the latter being the most common one I get hit with. Not only that, but if you leave a witch alone for too long, say you hit her with your sword and then you attack some zombies next to her right after, the witch will drink potions of regeneration and actually regain health. Something that no other monster can do outside of bosses. The witch is even capable, albeit rarely, of drinking potions of water breathing when submerged, and potions of fire resistance when ignited. Few mobs are as prepared to fight you as the witch. The witch's status is a worthy adversary who won't blindly subject you to the same attacks over and over again, like every other mob in the game, makes her somewhat unpredictable and often incredibly frustrating. Plus, witches can survive during the day, unlike most monsters, meaning that one way or another you're going to have to deal with that witch hanging around your base. Fortunately, witches really don't spawn that much, and if you can catch one by surprise or you use a ranged weapon, she's as good as dead. But in the event that you're not using a bow or a crossbow, I, I never end up really using that, as you'll hear soon on this list. Not only can the witch really do some damage, but the potion of poison, which drains your health down to a half a heart, makes you a sitting duck for any other monsters hanging around to deliver the finishing blow. Nothing gives you anxiety quite like watching those green hearts go down when you're poisoned. I can tell you from experience, quite a few times. Number seven, the wither skeleton. <laughs> oh, man. I really struggled with the Wither Skeleton's placement on this list, I'll be real with you. Obviously, it had to be on here, as anyone who's ever fought one can attest. But where? Like the Witch, it ended up moving back a few slots when I considered its rarity in the game. But if you encounter a Wither Skeleton, you better be prepared, because it could very well kill you in no time at all. The Wither Skeleton isn't exceptionally strong, only taking a few hits with a decent sword to take down. No, what makes the Wither Skeleton so infamous, and what guarantees it a place on this list, is the Wither Effect. It's like poison 
But poison stops at half a heart. The wither effect can and will kill you. And though they don't spawn in massive groups like the silverfish, they can spawn in small groups up to 3, 5, so that I tend to find. And due to their decaying wither effect on your health, even groups this small can be enough to overwhelm and kill you pretty quickly. What's worse is, though one can imagine going through an entire playthrough of the main quest of Minecraft without ever seeing a witch, not really likely, but I guess it's, it's a little more likely, you will almost always run into a group of wither skeletons hanging out in the very nether fortress you're exploring for blazes. <laughs> If you're not adequately prepared for this encounter, to say you can quickly and easily be overrun would be a massive understatement. Watch out for wither skeletons, people. Number six, the drowned. Okay, so maybe you're the kind of player who more or less ignores the nether, and you focus more on gathering resources in the overworld. I can certainly relate to this playstyle more often than not. I very, before this update especially, I very rarely went into the nether, and I still really never spent any time there. Um, but you know what you're going to see a lot of in the overworld? Water. Water may not make up as much as your Minecraft world as it does in real life. It's still everywhere, though. And in, every, in virtually every body of water you encounter, you will find at least one drowned, probably more. Every river you cross, every ocean you journey through, and even those annoying underground lakes that usually appear in fields. The drowned will live in all of them. The drowned is pretty much just an underwater zombie. Acts almost exactly like the zombie, but it has some very important distinctions. For one, their watery graves typically keep them alive during the day. You wouldn't have to worry about zombies in broad daylight, but enter any body of water and you'll probably instantly be attacked or approached by one of these underwater living corpses. And the other important distinction is the trident. Zombies are annoying, yes, but they can only do so much damage to you. Drowned, however, have a 6.25% chance of spawning with a trident, a super powerful weapon that it can lob at you. This means that roughly one out of every 16 drowned will spawn with the trident. Which may not sound like much, but this amounts to an extreme inconvenience in practice. You can be swimming quickly across a river and all of a sudden you lose half your health because a drowned got a lucky shot at you. And you better hurry and get out of there pronto or it could be enough to kill you. To avoid the drowned, you could simply build your shelter away from all water and keep journeys to water to a minimum, but this is easier said than done because there is a lot of water. Fortunately, they can drop their tridents upon death and it isn't too difficult to kill them. So you're granted a decently powerful weapon pretty easily. That being said, their common spawn and annoying strong weapons can be enough to overcome you. If you're underwater and you somehow end up underneath a drowned, you could very well never surface again. Number five, the Phantom. Oh boy, oh boy, the Phantom. Where do I, where do I even begin with the Phantom? If you go to bed every night in Minecraft, or even every other night, you'll never encounter a Phantom. But if you're ever awake for longer than three days, the phantoms will start spawning. They soar obnoxiously high in the sky, and they'll swoop down when you least expect it and attack you, before flying back up to the middle of the sky, inconveniently far away. No worries, you may be thinking to yourself. I'll just take them out when they come down to attack me at my level. Yeah, easier said than done. They're incredibly hard to hit, even when they're coming at you. And if you hit them once, they immediately retreat back up to the sky... So you have to wait for them to make their next attack before you even get another swipe. And keep in mind, this is all at night, so you can't exactly stare up at the sky to keep tabs on them. You'll be getting overrun by every other monster on the ground while these demons come at you from the air. Again, I rarely use bows, crossbows, tridents, any ranged weapons, so I have to use the swing and hope to get lucky method whenever I'm dealing with phantoms. Even if you do use ranged weapons, though, they're notoriously hard to hit because they are always moving, whether it be circling above you in the sky, coming down, or flying back up. 
if you sleep enough in game or you stay indoors or underground at night or heck if you're great with a bow like really great like robin hood i'm talking here the phantom shouldn't be too much of an issue but from personal experience these flying sleep deprivation demons are an absolute nightmare no pun intended number four the ghast quick what happens when you take the annoying flight ability of the Phantom, but make the attacking creature absolutely enormous and give it flaming explosive projectiles? Well, you'd get something pretty close to the ghast. This behemoth has been the scourge of the Nether pretty much since the Nether was first created. The largest monster in the game, if you don't count the Ender Dragon, the ghast flies aimlessly around in one of the most dangerous and hostile places to explore, ready to ruin your day. The Nether is already notorious for its mountainous terrain and long falls, as well as its consistent ocean of lava. And you have to traverse all that while you're exploring, often building those infamous, like, one-block-wide bridges you know, over, like, lava. I'm sure everyone's built that at one point in Minecraft. But you have to build those, um, and you can really just lose everything with one stray gassed fireball. It's not even funny. If you bring a bow in the Nether and you stock up with plenty of arrows... Ghasts won't be the most annoying monster in the world, as they die relatively quickly after a hit or two, and they have huge hitboxes. But again, I personally don't use ranged weapons when I play Minecraft, always opting for the more common sword. And this makes dealing with ghasts a nightmare. You can actually shoot their fireballs back at them, but they move around so quickly that this defense is more often than not completely worthless. Easier said than done. Not to mention, lag will sometimes cause you to miss your attempt to hit a fireball. Well, lag or just lack of skill, like in my case. Ending up getting a fireball to the face and defeating the purpose of fighting back. Honestly, when I see a gas, my first instinct is to just turn and run, or else hope it just doesn't see me. Because between their calculated and accurate aim, the surprising evasiveness, and their ability to blow you right into a boiling sea of molten lava with ease, the gas is certainly one of the most terrifying and annoying enemies you could hope to face. Number three, the baby zombie slash chicken jockey. All right, so, so maybe this is kind of cheap. I know the baby zombie isn't technically its own mob. It's just a baby form of the zombie. So if, if you want to be all technical, you can call it the chicken jockey because that has its own distinction on the Minecraft wiki, even though it's just a baby zombie riding a chicken. Point is, baby zombies suck. All right, infamously, the world record for the longest hardcore run of Minecraft, hardcore being a game mode where if you die once, your world is deleted permanently, uh, this world record had been going on for five years, and it ended when the gamer was attacked and overwhelmed by a baby zombie. They have the same health as normal zombies, but they're much faster, making them much more dangerous. Plus, they can fit in one-block entrances. When I start out in a world and I have a temporary shelter, I'll usually leave a block open so I can see when it's daytime. Yeah, baby zombies can get in that way, and they'll wreak havoc on you. Their small size and impressive speed makes them notoriously difficult to hit, let alone kill especially when they're accompanied by other monsters, which they commonly are. According to the Minecraft Wiki, baby zombies have a 15% chance of becoming a jockey. That being on top of the 5% of zombies that will become baby zombies, you'll generally find that jockeys aren't super common. But when baby zombies become jockeys, they become a beast unto their own. You'll see one riding the back of an adult zombie, and then when you swing to attack, you'll only hit the adult zombie. And when that zombie dies, the baby will run off and hop onto the back of a nearby cow and run at you. There is nothing quite so abstractly terrifying as a cow sprinting at you with the speed and fury of a baby zombie. This will go on and on until you can get the stupid thing by itself and hopefully get enough swings as it to kill it. But even if baby zombies don't become jockeys, they're perfectly obnoxious by themselves, and they can really give you a headache when you have to deal with one. Number two, the creeper. The icon of Minecraft. 
the one thing that anybody could recognize, even if they've never played a game of Minecraft in their entire life, would easily be the creeper. The bizarrely shaped, mysterious beast will sneak up on you and explode with little to no warning. The creeper has been a bane not only to the hardcore servers, ending hundreds of runs with its powerful explosion, which pretty much insta-kills if it's close enough and one is not wearing adequate armor, but also on the normal and hard modes. Letting your guard down long enough for a creeper to blow you up can be completely unexpected and cost you valuable experience levels. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, you don't expect to see wither skeletons in another fortress. Uh, you, if you haven't slept in days, a phantom swooping down can shock you. Uh, but it shouldn't surprise you. Blazes and wither skeletons, like I said, you find them in nether fortresses. You should expect that. Even ghasts, with their groaning and crying noises, they can alert you to their presence. Plus, I mean, you'd be in the nether. You could probably see it coming that you're going to run into a ghast at some point. But a creeper is the master of surprise, the champion of the sneak. And what's worse, if you're in the overworld, it can pretty much strike at any moment. Because creepers can survive in the sunlight, outside fighting monsters for experience at night, a creeper can sneak up and kill you. Outside, farming in broad daylight, a creeper can sneak up on you and kill you. In a cave, mining for resources, a creeper can sneak up on you and kill you. Inside your home, unaware that one room is just a bit too dimly lit and allows a monster to spawn, a creeper can sneak up on you and kill you. They don't make a noise until it's too late, which also sets them apart from the rest. Witches, ghasts, hoglins, phantoms, baby zombies, whatever, all of them have some characteristic noise, so while you're walking along, you can stop and think, oh, okay, that monster's nearby, let me prepare accordingly. The one sound the creeper makes? The steady hiss as it gets ready to explode, leaving you with a mere millisecond's notice if it sneaks up on you. Now, of course, a lot of the time you do see them coming, most of the time, I would argue. This can still be annoying, as if you prefer melee combat like me, you have to hit the creeper, then back up as it prepares to explode, then you approach and hit it again, then back up again as it gets ready to explode, only to finally get a third hit and kill it. And I must again stress, other monsters will probably be around you while you're doing this, distracting you and potentially knocking you into the creeper's path. Whenever you hit it, it could still explode if you don't back up far enough away, potentially hurting you and damaging anything nearby. This can cause the infamous creeper holes, the impact craters in the ground or walls left behind by a creeper explosion. My OCD nature certainly hates walking along my property in Minecraft and having to look at huge holes everywhere. And that's an inconvenience in and of itself because the creeper explosions never give you enough material to repair the damage. Like, for example, say a creeper blows up 20 blocks worth of dirt, right? It'll only drop 7 to 9 blocks, leaving you to have to find some extra material. It's just, it's super inconvenient to say the least. But I digress. The Creeper is in serious contention for the number one spot on this list, to be honest. With its lack of sound, its potentially life-ending attack, its obnoxious way of being killed, its ability to make Creeper holes, and its ability to spawn and survive pretty much anywhere in the overworld. In fact, it was number one for me for a bit, but some factors let it off the hook for me. For one, Creepers won't spawn in the Nether, so you could theoretically get away from one of them. And additionally, while you're fighting a creeper one-on-one, -on -one, if it doesn't explode, you won't take any damage at all during the fight. Its only attack is to explode, so if you prevent that from happening, the creeper can't hurt you. That being said, let's reach our final monster on this list, the one I consider more frustrating to deal with than the literal icon of Minecraft. And that is number one, the skeleton. Screw skeletons. Okay, I'll get to the positives out of the way. I'll get, get those out of the way now, because there's relatively few. For one, unlike the creeper, 
The skeleton does die in the daylight, unless it spawns wearing armor, which it could and will. And at the very least, it can't explode, so any damage the skeleton does will be to you and you alone, not your base or your stuff. So, if you're not playing hardcore, that's uh, pretty pretty fair, uh, should be reassuring. But that's where the pros end, because <laughs> the skeletons have proven, time and time again, to be the most annoying enemy to deal with in Minecraft. Let me take you through the list here. First of all, the skeleton and the Enderman have the distinction of being the only two monsters to spawn naturally in the overworld and the nether. However, with their rarity and relative easiness to avoid, I personally have never found Endermen that frustrating. Uh, skeletons finding a home in most, both major dimensions means that you're far more likely to come across them. Second of all, they are extremely common. I believe, aside from zombies, they're the most common hostile mob in the game. These two factors alone wouldn't make the skeleton the worst enemy in the game, but their sheer numbers and extremely common spawn combine with the third factor, their fighting style, to create a perfect storm of obnoxiousness. Unlike their withered counterparts, skeletons use bows and arrows. Their aim is almost perfect, always managing to get a hit on you. And when you approach to attack them, 99.999% of the time they will get at least one hit on you with their bow. Now, maybe the skeleton's weapon choice is a way for the developers to let you know, hey, uh, new guy, you might want to think about diversifying the weapons you use. You know, get some range stuff in there. But unfortunately, I'm stubborn, and I've always stuck with melee weapons, which is fair. I think the Minecraft diamond sword is a little more iconic than the Minecraft, like, crossbow. But even if you do carry around a bow and arrow, unless you're at a super far away distance, skeletons will still take shots at you, and they will always hit, almost. Plus, good luck trying to snipe one when they spawn as frequently as they do, because chances are you'll be dealing with multiple, and for them, you're going to be a pretty easy target. Which leads me to say that, not uh, unlike creepers, skeletons can spawn in dungeons, meaning that you can be mining along and suddenly find yourself surrounded and overwhelmed by four to five skeletons who will each take turns shooting you. Now, on occasion, they'll accidentally hit each other with their arrows, and then they'll start fighting, which is absolutely hilarious to watch. But when they're not making targets out of one another, they will aim exclusively at you. I seriously don't know if there's a single way to kill one of these things without taking damage from one of their arrows. It's like every single skeleton you're forced to deal with extols some tax from you in the form of a sliver of health. And when the skeleton is the most common enemy in the game, that tax really adds up. Thank you for tuning in to my little Minecraft rant video. I hope I've captured some of your own frustrations with this sandbox game and its array of obnoxious monsters. I must stress, though, that I love Minecraft to death. It really is one of the games that withstands the test of time for me. And though its skeletons, creepers, ghasts, phantoms, and the like are annoying to deal with, they're all perfectly iconic in their own right. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasting needs, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, Apple, or Google, and join our Discord server. I'm Matt, and this has been a Geeks Crossing podcast, and I will see you all later.